my beautiful people and welcome back to another episode of new title brew overview i have changed the title this time and the content i've chosen to stop creating self-help advice videos simply because um i just don't feel equipped enough to do so you know every once in a while there might still be one but I'm putting out to the world advice that and beliefs that are constantly shifting. So I just didn't think it was necessary anymore. And now I'm doing commentary on everything. So it's brew review, has nothing to do with coffee, but it does have everything to do with opinions and reviews. Um, and today's episode, I will be doing a review, video essay in a way, commentary on a new limited edition Netflix series called um, Anatomy of a Scandal. So I hope you guys enjoy. So a quick rundown of basically what a, qu- a court um, Anatomy of a Scandal is. It's basically about this couple, Sophia and James. Um, and James basically has an affair with Sophia and with his a member of his council named Olivia. And that kickstarts the show. That is the basically all happens in the first episode, and then it gets revealed that Olivia came out that James raped her. So James is basically a politician, a super special politician. I there's a specific name for him because it's in the UK government. And I'm not familiar with that. But, um, yes, he's besties with the Prime Minister and a member of his council, basically, says that he's raped her. This is also the same girl that he had an affair with. Um, and it becomes this whole thing and that kickstarts the entire series. It's definitely a rainbow road of the lines of consent being blurred in a lot of times and what counts for rape and, you know, justifying certain things and how, you know, sometimes women make a lot of excuses for men. Or at least in this case, Sophia made quite a bit of excuses for James. But it's completely understandable. And I found this show to bring quite a bit of humanity for families and wives who, or people who just know someone who's been convicted of rape, it makes, and most of the times we're just shown the survivor and the person who went through it and their story and their journey, but it makes you have a lot of empathy for the family because it's not just the man being slandered, it's the whole entire family and knowing these kids are going to grow up with people hearing and remembering their dad as a rapist and their mom having to deal with the embarrassment of standing beside a rapist but you know she doesn't want to come to terms with that it's truly an interesting series and I don't think any of these topics that they went into were necessarily new but I had never seen them portrayed in such a moving manner We start off the show with James being 
his affair with Olivia, a member of his council, being leaked, and then her not soon later, not soon after, saying or accusing him of rape. And then we are basically catapulted into court. He is put on trial basically immediately in the eyes of this show and we are also introduced to the lawyer who is in the defense of Olivia and her name is Kate and Kate plays a very interesting role in this I do want to say I am about to start going into the field of spoilers I'm gonna get a little bit more into depth of things that happen into this series so if you are interested in watching it and that little synopsis sound sounded interesting to you I would definitely recommend it um yeah um basically Kate plays a very important role in that there is a story that is later spoken of of James's past with a a young lady from college and her name is Holly Berry and she later comes out after the trial details with Olivia's case gets pulled out and it's not even her herself who comes out and says you know I was assaulted by this man it was diving into his history and seeing that there was an accusation of sexual assault made against him by this young lady but then she left for college and it was never pursued anything after and we later found out find out in the series that it actually is Kate the person putting him on trial and she's actually very apprehensive about this because apparently it's a thing that if you know someone you can't like pursue them or like you know how it's like in the nursing world or like the medical world that if you know a patient you can't work on them because you're biased I assume it's the same way there or at least that's how it painted the picture but anyway in the beginning we are told of the rape and immediately go into court. I found the court scene with Olivia and her testimony of her sexual assault with him to be very, um, quite an ambivalent thinking was going through my mind. I was very, um displaced I didn't know what to think I didn't know necessarily how to feel and I truly am someone who's like you know you should always believe the victim always believe the person who is saying these things because what do they have to gain from this and they even mentioned that in the series what does Olivia have to gain from this you are a superior who has the ability to broaden her career to expand her potential what does she get from coming out and saying that you have sexually assaulted her but how you know consent was really talked about in this and I think overwhelmingly there are three things that this series really dived deep into that was consent to whom was it consensual to whom did this experience was this experience a pleasurable one and what is my third one I have a third one but we're going to talk about it later oh my third one which I thought was very evident is the distinction of how boys and women are raised boys and girls are raised but we're gonna get into that later um so when she was talking about her rape and saying the things that happened consent was a huge thing going into it she repeatedly said that before it she said arrogance can sometimes be attractive 
because James was actually quite upset about something that was said in him in an article, said about him in an article. And he was like, am I arrogant? Do I come off as a brute or cruel or harsh? And she was like, "Mm, yeah. But you know, sometimes arrogance can be quite attractive. And it shows the progression of that statement. And I think that was a very pivotal statement for her to say. Because I think in a way it gave him the wrong idea of what was going on. And he kind of ran with arrogance can be kind of attractive. And really played with it. And the words she used were not here when the interaction between them took place in the, um, or the assault (laughs) took place in the elevator. And she kept saying, not here, not here. And the person in defense of James kept saying, saying not here is basically saying, yes, I just don't want to do this right here. And I mean, it really was something to play on. And I didn't want to discount her experience. But at the same time, I was like, it was such a gray area. And to some people, this might be a black and white. There was a testimony from her friend that was like, there is no black and white. This is, I mean, there is no gray area. This is black and white. He assaulted her. And to other people like myself, I was like, this is clearly a black and, I mean, a gray area situation for me because this is someone you've had um, an experience with, a past with. And these kinds of experiences are not out of your nature they had an affair for five months while he was married they work together they usually had certain experiences with each other at work you know so this was definitely a gray area to me and at times because I saw how much this accusation of rape was affecting his family it made me very hard to truly believe that Olivia was assaulted And that maybe this was just a very unpleasurable experience that she had to go through. Through the end of it, it is quickly resolved that sweet little James over here has some issues. We go back to the talk about Holly Berry. Holly Berry was a young lady that he ran into running away from that time. His friend, the prime minister, like we stated previously gave this one kid a drug and he fell off the roof (laughs) yeah and he just encountered her briefly spontaneously decided to have a little fun time and it quickly escalated and this was something that was so much more easier for me to put my finger on you know this was an assault because these were random people she had said no and it wasn't just no not here or Mm, mm, mm. it was clearly with her body language with what she was saying completely no and I think what was really interesting about this hearing these women's experiences it enlightened me that almost always rape is very rarely and I think a lot of you know professionals have been saying this forever but like assaults kidnappings, sexual assaults are not usually done by strangers. I mean, yes, that is quite frequent, but they are very rarely to the extremity that, you know, they cause such an amount of trauma done by strangers. They're usually done by people you know, and that's why sometimes it can be so hard to identify them and to really come out about them. In the case of Holly, 
this was someone, you know, who in college was quite popular, was quite wealthy, had a very fortunate means. Um, The film series discovers or goes into depth about how his privilege has really played a key point in that. And we're going to get into something that I think was debatably one of the most interesting parts of this series and that was the distinction of how boys and girls are raised and how boys are raised whether or not they have the financial means to be entitled and I know a lot of people might be like that's completely not true but overwhelmingly we see in this film I truly do not think this is just the film choosing to see where he got his tendencies from. I think this is something that most men have, and I think that's simply through going through life. You see boys and girls in a classroom. Boys are much more convicted in who they are and their abilities to the point where it's prideful, but this behavior has become so normalized that it's just boys being boys. The amazing term has been coined. But anyway, in Holly's experience, she, it was so much more easier. And for me, that opened my eyes up because like I previously said, a lot of times these people aren't complete strangers. So it can honestly be awkward at times. There are many times, I think a lot of rapes probably happen within marriages and within relationships. And I think a lot of people don't come out and say that because who's the consent line is so blurred and another thing about consent is that saying can I do this can I do that can be very much a mood killer in some situations and some people on TikTok will be like asking for consent is so attractive but overwhelmingly consent is told by body language and by the nonverbal things who's initiating who's still going with it and whether that is the case or not that's how people have read consent for a very long time something I think this series broached very well or at least made me realize is many men consider an attractive woman who they find attractive who's not completely rude to them somehow a signal of consent oddly enough it's like the fact that they're just not mean to them is like oh yeah this is good, you know, like, we can progress, and I don't think I cover that in the most big words possible, but overwhelmingly, people like Olivia and Holly to James, because they were okay with kissing at first, they were okay with touching at first, even when they clearly were uncomfortable and clearly were not okay with what was happening, he used the term prick tease, which basically means someone who, like, you know, like a woman who basically, like, arouses a man but doesn't choose to go through with what it is. So what it really made me realize is that consent to some people is very black and white, but I think overwhelmingly can be very gray because a lot of things that consent is established over are very non-verbal things and another thing that made me realize is that I think a lot of times 
men, and, you know, I don't really only want to isolate it to men, but I think a lot of times people in general consider if you were okay with one thing that you'll be okay with another thing. And if you're simply just attractive, and if you're simply just wearing something, if you simply smile at me a certain way, if you simply give me a look, that was something James said in referring to Olivia and how he knew she was okay with something. That can mean a yes to them, and it completely mean a no to them. And that also raised my second point of to whom was this pleasurable, to whom was this consensual, And I think that's also another thing this series broached very well. Who is okay with what's going on? Who is okay with this? And it really showed how consent in a way was a divide, which is a modern thing, I think, or a thing that happens in rape a lot. Consent to me, I think, overwhelmingly is not a divide. It's one thing, you know? Can I use your toothbrush? no or yes it's no or yes it's not well to me it was a yes and to you it was a no but I didn't know that but in a lot of these situations consent can be a to whom is consenting to whom is okay with this because a lot of times people don't verbalize that kind of stuff you know especially in certain positions where they're compromised already they're not already they're not yelling at the top of their lungs no especially when you already know the person and there were so many things that were like to you James this was nothing to you this was she was enjoying it and to her this moment is going to stay with her for the rest of her life as a negative experience so I think that was very interesting too now before we get into how I think boys women and men, boys and girls are raised differently. I want to talk about Sophia, who is James' wife, because she played a crucial role in this, and I have honestly a lot to unpack about her, because there were so many times in this film that she was needed to appear in court, and I say that with quotes, air quotes, because James was like, well, this isn't a good look for me, and it shows that you don't support me, and that you think I did this. And so many times he would blame her for his own mistakes. James had an incredible air of aloofness, overwhelmingly. And I think many people could tie that in with his arrogance and his entitlement. He would be like, he would say something completely just undermining and rude. And then be like, well, I didn't mean it like that. And I've noticed a lot of guys do this. And honestly, just a lot of arrogant people say this, honestly. And it is infuriating. And they like to say it's their logical side of their brain working. It's logic. It's logic. And it's like, no, it's not. If you were being logical, you wouldn't have said that. But slay. Do what you want to do. There are a lot of times that he would have an aloof approach to certain things. One time he was talking about her schooling. And another time he was literally blaming her that if she didn't come he would be disappointed in her if she didn't come to the trial that her husband who cheated on her for five months the woman that he cheated on her for five months with had an affair with is now accusing of rape and if she didn't come to be present to hear everything he did to her every detailing 
every time that he wasn't with her to be with the be with another woman who was not his wife to leave his kids he would be disappointed if she did not show up and she never used the excuse I'm not the one who put you in this position and that's the only thing I was ever thinking of I was like you had an affair you didn't just make one mistake she described his slip up as a stupid mistake and even his own defense was like a stupid mistake that happened over and over and over again over the course of five months 20 to 30 hotel rooms flowers birthday presents but it's just a stupid mistake I mean it was truly like Sophia was in denial for a lot of this which I completely had empathy for her but to go back to it he was oh like it was absurd to me like he kept saying I'm disappointed in you you can't do this to me and I'm like you wouldn't be accused of rape if you didn't cheat on her you wouldn't be accused you have hurt this woman you've taken five years of her life away I mean five years five months of her life away because she knew for those five months that you were being as loving and affectionate as you could possibly be to her you were also doing that to someone else and he would overwhelmingly say it's just physical it's just physical and I sometimes really think people forget that there are a lot of things that are just physical cheating overwhelmingly is a physical thing I don't think a lot of people emotionally cheat I think there's definitely a lot but I think physically cheating hurts so much more for people because it's not just I like her she has a nice laugh she has a nice smile it's going the extra mile it's taking the step to physically publicly declare that that vow you made to that person kind of doesn't mean anything to you and a lot of people like forget that that's not something to easy it's not easily digested and it shouldn't be and I don't know why a lot of people think it's normal and like expected for guys to cheat but you know that's a conversation for another day but anyway Sophia was very interesting in this case James was very aloof about a lot of things he was very condescending very arrogant very entitled we get that through the whole entire film I don't even want to go into it because it is to be expected Sophie, on the other hand, was interesting to me. She was very much... Her character... She didn't really have character development, but she symbolized a role that many women play for their husbands and why society likes this kind of woman. The woman that is a supporter, the woman that stands by her man, and not when they're in the tough times like you know maybe they lost their job or maybe they're going through something really hard right now but the woman who does not for the dear life of son and god she's not leaving him she's going to stand by him no matter what he does no matter how many times he cheats on her no matter how many things he gets accused of she is the supporter And I think this trope of women in relationships is very appealing to men. Even James said it himself. He was like, I feel like I can trust you with 
anything. I can trust you with anything because I know by the end of the day, you're not leaving. I could do anything to you. You won't be leaving. And to a point, loyalty is great. But I think in a lot of these situations, it is taken for granted. And Sophia was the definition of loyal. She would ignore things. She would be in so much denial about things that she knew was true. The night that a friend of theirs fell from the roof, she said, I don't even want to know what happened. Just lay down with me. Let me comfort you. This is a trope that I think many men find very attractive because they are wifey material. They're not girlfriend material. Olivia was girlfriend material. She was, sponta- she was spontaneous. She was fun. She was risky. I think that caters to the male idea a lot more. That's what's fun. Sophia was a wife because at the end of the day, I can cheat on you as many a times as I want and you'll call it a stupid mistake and you'll move forward. We have kids and because of the kids, I know you'll stay put. You don't care what I do unless I come back to you. And I I don't know. I don't know if I'm being completely correct about that, but that is how I saw it and that is how I feel and I could talk for days about it because I think it is something to go into, nicely fall into how men and women are raised differently. Men are raised to think they are everything in a bag of chips And I'm not saying every man in the world is raised like this, but overwhelmingly the things that are said to men and the things that are said to women are very different. Women are raised to be supporters. They're raised to be quiet. They're raised to be pretty and polite and sit still. Men, on the other hand, are raised to do every stupid thing in the world that pops into their head because they can. Why not? It's very clear. It's very evident Even on silly little things like baby shirts, a boy shirt will say, I am going to be an astronaut. I'm going to be, you know, something amazing. I'm the greatest. And on a girl's, it's, I'm daddy's little girl. (laughs) I mean, it's cuteness and then it's what you can be. And this is just narrative that's spoken to little boys and little girls from a young age. I remember boys in my class getting away with the stupidest of stuff, the most inappropriate things because they're charming, because they're sweet, because, oh, they're just being boys. Boys will be boys. If a girl tried to do this stuff, she'd be labeled ADHD in two seconds. I mean, like, there's definitely a distinction, and I think this distinction plays a crucial factor in how men grow up and view themselves. And I think it is a clear segue into entitlement. And that entitlement can translate over to women in certain situations. James said repeatedly, I knew she wanted it. I knew that I didn't rape her. Because in a way, the the undercurrent, or what he was really trying to say is, how could she not? No one's ever not wanted me. I know she wanted me. Because nobody has ever not wanted me. And that is probably not true. But was he raised to think anything different? There's a scene when Sophia goes to see her in-laws, which is James' mother. And there's a scene where she goes, 
James has always been an instinctual liar, almost. <laughs> I was like, that is so concerning, whatever. But, like, even in simple games like Monopoly, he would be such a good cheater. And they would praise him for how good he was at cheating. And Sophia was like, why the heck would you allow your child to cheat? She was like, the mom was like, oh, it's just a game of Monopoly. You know? And he's a politician. It kind of paid off. Now he gets paid to basically lie, is what she was insinuating. And it truly is, like, young ladies in households like that are not raised to do that. In fact, they probably aren't even playing Monopoly. They're probably sitting on the couch and attending to what the guys want to drink. You know, so... (laughs) This show really made me think about a lot of things, but overwhelmingly anything. What scared me was the idea that was put into James' head was very quickly put into his son's head. Every few scenes, especially in the latter half of the series coming to a close, you would hear James's son, Sophia and James's son, that White Houses get everything they want. White Houses always win. And it's this arrogance, this entitlement, this air of, I am worthy of everything simply because I was born. And you would see his son say that, never his daughter. His daughter was told the same thing, but his son instilled the quality because he, I mean, honestly, that's the one it was targeted to. By the way, those were my thoughts my concluding thoughts were that I'd really recommend anyone who was interested to watch this. It is rated TV mature. Um, there is foul language and there are some interesting scenes, some steamy scenes, but I mean, it's nothing like pleasure, like steamy, steamy. It's usually like (sighs) for like it's detailing the assaults so it's not necessarily for anyone's pleasure i hope you're not taking pleasure from it anyway um my concluding thoughts and my takeaways are that consent to me can be very blurry at times and i think it's blurry to a lot of people and i think the one way you can avoid that is literally just asking just asking and not taking everything as a body language which is really hard I think because I think most communication is nonverbal, um no matter what and something else that I really will be taking away from this is the factors and the distinction of how women are raised and how men are raised and I'm becoming more and more aware of it even in my own father <laughs> so you know it's interesting it's an interesting experience and I hope you guys enjoyed this I hope you enjoyed my review if you don't agree with anything let's have a conversation about it where there is an Instagram called brew review that is the username under Olivia Hemmings Mm -hmm. um you can leave a rating on Apple podcast and I hope you guys enjoy